All right, excellent. So welcome everyone. Um, hello and welcome to today's masterclass with Bodegas Menad. My name is Antoinette Londijan from Cork and Fork in Washington, DC. We are a premium wine store founded by a multi-generational flying winemaker originally from Champagne, France. I'm delighted to introduce today's producer, Bodegas Menad, and the introduction is just slightly longer than it usually is because there's so much content to relay on. So bear with me. Bodegas Menad began back in 1820 when their ancestors tended vineyards over a wide range of sites that today form part of the Dio Rueda. At that time, winemaking was implemented in an underground facility in La Seca, cut out of solid rock at the beginning of the 19th century. Today, the team at Bodegas Menad takes on the role of pioneers in organic certification efforts, focusing on their specific winemaking methods and supporting the ecosystem that is their land. This emphasis on ecology highlights their force to magnify the authenticity of Verdejo and is more natural, offering a true definition of terroir with each sip. Located on the banks of the River Duero in Rueda, the current Bodegas Menad was set up in 2005 by the San siblings, the sixth generation of wine growers and producers in their family. With vineyards located at over 700 meters above sea level, they aim to strike balance with the pruning and maintaining a green cover. They have replaced copper and sulfur with biodynamic infusions, and they are carrying out test pits to identify deficiencies in the soil and introduce plants to help oxygenate it, creating a natural compost. The Sands brothers are great advocates of bio biological pest control against trunk diseases. After pruning, they sanitize soils and vines with ozone and treat them with trichoderma, a fast replicating fungus which presents possible, prevents possible attacks. Ozone is also used during the growing cycle as a natural disinfectant against fungi and bacteria. At Bodegas Menad, the team pioneered the introduction of mobile trees, trees which are transported around the 195 hectare estate on small trailers to attract insects and birds living in the vineyards. And they have planted a pollination garden or insect hotel which improves the area's biodiversity. The winery follows this natural philosophy. It is tastefully decorated with recycled materials. Native yeasts and natural vinifications are implemented with a wide array of vessels used in the winemaking process, from the 500 liter used barrels up to the 5,000 liter oak vats. They also use DM stoppers, wax seals, and lighter bottles in the effort to reduce their carbon footprint. We are delighted to have uh, Karim from Bodegas Medad with us this evening. For those joining us live, we would love to hear from you. Place your questions in the chat and we will get to them time allowing. We will move immediately into the presentation. Karim, uh, please introduce yourself and your beautiful winery. <laughs> well, hello everybody. Well, my name is Karim. Uh, so I, I started with this, I always say I started with this uh, amazing family, amazing project uh, four years ago, but really it was more than eight or nine years because I was in managing in restaurant, great restaurant here in Barcelona with more than 2,000 different wines, like 500 by the glass. And uh, it's true that when I discovered this project, it was quite a surprise for me because for the first time it was to fell in love with uh, organic wines, natural wines. And for me, it was like a shock to see in this region, like Rueda, where uh, everybody knows how the wines are made here in Spain, the volumes, and the, sometimes it's complicated to find um, like high levels wines in, in Rueda. So when, when I saw that and when I started to understand that, well, I started to go to the winery just to meet the producer. And uh, one night uh, I was with Richard Sands, the winemaker. We get drunk and he told me come to work with me. I said, okay, let's go for it. So this is how really the history starts with me and the winery. But it's true that it's, uh, it's I, I think it's uh, more than interesting projects. We know in the winery that uh, we have uh, the organic way and the natural way in the, in the veins, in the blood, because we don't have any bee planets. So um, what we try to show is that yes, it's possible. It's possible to do great wines, wines made by the, the head um, and in, in the best way, because it's true that uh, when you see how Rueda is today, it's going to be complicated in the future because the soils, uh, it's a big problem in the soils because 15 years ago, it was more than more or less two, two years and a half, 
to pass from conventional field to organic, now it's nearly six or seven years. So the response of the soil is really complicated. So today it's true that people see us like uh, actual people, that we have wines that they are in the way how people want to drink wine today, but it's 20 years that we are making that. So uh, it's true that uh, we are pioneering in, in the organic way in, in Spain and in Rueda. Just to start about uh, the project of, uh, before starting with the project of Menade, there is something really for me always I say important to understand. It's true that <clears throat> we talk about Verdejo, uh, who is the grape. In uh, our winery, we talk about Verdeja. Uh, I will explain you a little bit after what's really the difference, but it's important to see that Verdejo is a hybrid plant to be created like 40, 50 years ago. Because before in Rueda, it was not like this fresh, easy wine that we can know today. People were making uh, biological wines, like in Jerez. So they were working with Viura, with Palomino Fino, um, worked uh, in Solera system. So it was like generous wine. Uh, and this until more or less 1965, 1970. Uh, at this moment, Antonio Sanz, the father of Richard Alejandra and Marco, who are leading the winery today, uh, he started to think that nobody is buying this kind of wines in Spain because the pressure of Jerez was really strong. So he started to make a hybrid with some of his winemaker friends and created the Verdejo. But before the Filoxera, the grape was named Verdeja. So uh, it's true that during all the years uh, in Rueda, they thought that eating a lot make you bigger, but no, it makes you fatter. When you eat a lot, you finish fat. And this is what's happening in Rueda. Overproducing, overproducing, a lot of uh, young wines, cheap wines, until the 90 and the year 2000, when Richard and Marco, they talk with the father and they say, okay, now we want to start our product. Uh, we want to get back to the past, do what people were doing 100 years ago in the fields, working organically, uh, and make uh, a new style, a new signature of wine, but taking advantage of the history. And the father, he says that if you want to do that, you go to the bank, you ask for a credit, and you do your own project. So it's really, we start with nothing. We started with four hectares, but of prephyloxeric um, grapes. So this was really interesting because uh, one of the projects, it was if you want to do wines like before, you need the old variety. So we had four hectares of Verdeja and we started a big challenge that we finished three years ago. It's to inject some, um, some Verdeja, but in the young Verdejo plants. So every year it was injecting one and cutting one of Verdejo, because what we want is that the sap goes directly to feed the Verdeja. So for each plant, we have like nine or 10 sticks. So finally, it takes nearly 10 years to have one plant of 100% Verdeja. Today, Menade, all the wines that we are producing, they are all made with injection of old Verdeja. So this makes a big difference. The second thing is uh, to start to work uh, naturally like all the viticultures were uh, working 100 years ago. So we started to talk with a lot of winemakers, viticultures to understand how they were feeding the soils, uh, what was the techniques before, and uh, we started to work in, in this way until 2008, when we started to be ecological at 100%. We started with five hectares. Today, more or less, Menade have 200 hectares and everything organically. So it's true that the good thing is we have a fantastic climate and a fantastic soil. So sometimes it's hard to say that because all the winemakers, they like to complain that the climate is... Uh, it's not so good because it's rain when you don't have to rain. No, no, it rains when the sky says it's going to rain. So you have to adapt your techniques and you have to adapt your plans to that. Think that in Castilla Leon, we are exactly like at 40 kilometers um, in the
Sorry, Karim, uh, you're you're muted. Is it okay now? Yeah, perfect. Okay, Thank okay. So, uh, Castilla y León, the region, and Rueda, we are really between Madrid and Valladolid. So, in the northwest of Spain, absolutely continental climate. So, uh, the summer it's terrible because it's uh, we call it the hell because just in the month of July, August, we can have more or less 40, 45 degrees uh, until six in the afternoon. And during the night, we can have 15 or 18. So it's terrible, but in the same time for us, it's, absolute, it's absolutely fantastic because uh, the climate is making the own balance of sweetness and acidity. So this is a good thing for us. Um, and it's true that the harvest, generally at 90%, we do it by night because of the oxidation of the grape. Think that everybody in Rueda starts to the harvest generally in the month, third week of the month of September. Uh, I think this year I'm going to start the last week of August. So we we'll really start nearly three weeks or one month before because we want a green grape. We are not looking for a maturation of the grape. We always say in the, in, in the wineries, um, when we do for our sweet wine, for example, the late harvest, people, they didn't start to uh, harvest their grape when we are doing the late harvest of ours. So because we think that the evolution uh, of the wine has to be in the bottle. So it's true that the climate that we have and all these conditions and all the, 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 the steps of, uh, in the soil are really interesting for the kind of grape that we are, we are working. So here you have a small map of, uh, <coughs> of the region exactly, just to see. So Rueda uh, at 100 kilometers from Madrid, the old winery, the historical winery, who's got more than 200 years, uh, it's in a small village called La Seca, who is at 10 kilometers. Uh, think that 50, 60 years ago, all the wineries of Rueda, they were in La Seca and in another small village called Medina del Campo. And then they started to, to go directly to, to, to Rueda to do the vinification too. Think that most of the bodegas from La Rioja, they started to go and plant Verdejo uh, because it's cheap, because it's volume, uh, and uh, because it's easy to work. So it's true that uh, slowly we started to see people coming from Rivera del Duero to make Verdejo, from Rioja to make Verdejo, but historically, uh, we are like in, a, in, a, in a two small villages. Here there is just a small video just to see exactly how is how is the, the vineyards. So, like you see here, for example, in this picture, we have no mountain, we have no shadow, we have nothing. Hell. <laughs> so, um, all that you see all around, uh, maybe here we have 45, 50 hectares, all of, uh, of old Berdeja. In the, in the entry of the, of the winery, you can see down, uh, all the gardens of pollinization that we started to, to plant 15 years ago to, well, to re-inject a little bit of biodiversity, uh, to have a lot of bees. This is something really important for us. Uh, and like you see, it's true that uh, nothing protects us from the wind. So uh, you really need like plants who are really, 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 really strong. The soils, no secrets, clay, limestone, uh, what we discovered uh, five years ago, we started to see that our wine started to have a lot of uh, saltiness and it was a little bit surprise for us. So we started to invest just to understand if it was uh, the wind, 
uh, the sea, there is no sea here in, in near Madrid. So we discovered that how we are working really the field, well, we started to see that a new activity started to develop in the soils and it's the clay who started to reactivate. So uh, we start to see now that uh, our soil uh, slowly starts to change and to get back how he was 100 years ago. So we, we didn't invent nothing, I would say. It means it's just to see uh, uh, the past, to invent finally the, the present and, and to let something in to the future. But this story is really interesting at the same time because it's like three different features. You really have the, the, the clay that you have here stops really the water who goes down uh, slowly uh, with the, I think we have it here with the, the, the round pebbles. Interesting because we have a lot of uh, minerality comes there on the, on, the, on the soil. And finally, the grape that we have, the wine that we have, they smell like the food that we are giving to the soil. So no secrets. I always repeat that uh, it's just working more with the head and less with the arms. <laughs> this picture, it's interesting because it was in the month of February. So uh, see how it's green. This is the interesting part on this picture because you see that we have some streets where we, we see a lot. Um, for all the importation, for example, of nitrogen, of uh, potassium in the salt, we saw that uh, you have it in the lentils, you have it in the chickpeas, uh, you have it uh, the best antioxidant that you can find for the soils is the onions, tomatoes. So finally, we started really to see. Yet, like you can see, uh, we always leave like a space of 50 centimeters between the organic food and the plants. Because uh, what we want is the root of the plants go and try to catch and to find the, the the roots of the, 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 um, the organic uh, element that we are putting there. Once they start to touch, we cut everything because we are bad people, just to create uh, like a hybrid stress to oblige finally the plants to say, okay, uh, I'm hungry, there is food, but we are not going to give you a plate of, of, of food in the hand. No, I'm going to give you like a small dish and that's 30 centimeters. So we see now that the roots are going down and down and down, looking for the looking for the alimentation. So every time we cut everything, we make uh, uh, organic compost and we put it in the soil. So now the soil is working absolutely alone. He's producing his own food. So it's true that uh, at the beginning, people were looking at us in the way that like, well, we have four hippies there. Uh, we don't know what they are doing. Uh, they are working organically. Why? Because in Rueda, they are producing more or less uh, five, no, 15,000 uh, hectares, um, 50,000 kilo per hectare. In Menade, more or less, the average is 6,000. 6, so we are producing uh, the health. So it's true that for the IGP Rueda, we were a problem because uh, if you see in all our wines, I will explain after, we are with, in Castellón. We are in the village of Rueda, but we are not in the IGP Rueda. Just because like an old couple, sometimes uh, you don't understand each other, better to break up and, uh, and find somebody who can understand you. So this is what happened. And the person who created the Deo Rueda was Antonio Sanz, the father. So imagine all the relation between father and sons when the son decided to go against what he was doing, against the uh, IGP Rueda, because they obliged us to, well, to have a special smell in the wines, uh, to have a, a special uh, kilo of production, but we are in our house and we want to do what we want to do there. So uh, nobody can oblige us to do something different just because uh, the law says that. So that's why uh, we, we never goes with seven of our wines. The Mena de Verdejo was before in Rueda, and now it's two years that we are not anymore there. But everything is okay. Uh, everybody has his uh, own philosophy, and we understand it, we respect it. But it's true that um, what we really wanted to do and to show is that this way it's possible. 
all, all that you see now, it's interesting in, in this picture too, is that you have one street who is planted and the other one no. Uh, because it's important to, for us uh, to have a big control with the technology that we have today uh, on absolutely everything, just to reduce the impact of uh, nitrogen, of carbon. So it's true that we have all this technology who will help us. One of the most important things for us, it's the bees. Uh, I will show you, uh, I, I will put this picture because I want to come back after. Um, I will show you where that. What, what you see that at the, at the entry is the pollinization garden. Well, it, to, to, to have inject the verdeja and to start to work totally naturally in the field, little bit uh, stupid to add some yeast finally in the wines. It means that uh, what we wanted to do really is to have a maximum of natural yeast on the grapes. So we know that the bees uh, putting some pollen on the, on the grapes develop the, the yeast, the natural wine. Uh, and the good thing of that is that uh, generally they don't give you any allergens, they don't give you any histamine because it's where really the, the histamine develop, it's in the chemical yeast. So to, to can really work with the bees, we created uh, some garden of pollinization with more than 60,000 plants now. Uh, and with these famous uh, mobile trees, mobile gardens, because the idea is how to keep these bees in a winery during all the year. We created some hotels of insects where they can live during all the year. And when we need to take the bees, to take them from one place of the, of the field to uh, another one, we go with the, mobile, with the mobile trees leading by a truck. We expose finally all the insects of the pollinization garden with some little bit hard infusions like garlic generally. And we put some sweet ones like coconut, cinnamon on the mobile trees. And then we have during three or four days, uh, all the animals, the reptiles and the bees going from the garden to the trucks. We take them where we want them to work and we create other houses and hotels of insects. So finally, they are like free workers. You don't have to pay them. They never complain. Uh, <laughs> they are a lot in the winery. And this was really important for us, the biodiversity. Uh, to start to build a farm because the animals bring some insects that we need there. So it's true that now in the other wineries all around us, slowly we see that a lot of insects, the good ones, they start to come in our house because they think that there is a big party. And then the bad ones, uh, they start to go everywhere. So <laughs> it's true that uh, it's not our fault. It's just the consequence finally of the work well done. But I always say uh, this is not our, uh, our work. So it's true that we started to have all these elements, natural field, uh, technology, bees, insects, good grape. What I thought about the verdeja, so this is the plant of verdeja, 150 years. This one is 180 years. So you see the soil totally sandy, it's sand 100%. So the phylloxera, uh, it was impossible for the phylloxera to, to, to reach the roots of the, of the plants of Verdeja. They give us more or less 1,800 kilo per hectare, so nothing. And we have one of our wine, which is called La Mission, who is made 100% with Verdeja. The problem, it's, it's a grape that disappears. So nobody recognized this grape, so we cannot put on the wines, on the bottles, uh, the name of Verdeja. And at the same time, it can be really a confusion with the customers because they will say, okay, what's really the difference? So we start with the name of, uh, of Verdejo. So here you see Marco in the field. So the, the Verdeja now, um, we are maybe four or five wineries that I know. Generally, they are more in the south of Rueda in, uh, in a city called Segovia when they they work a lot with uh, with verdeja, <clears throat> so it's it's really like a bush, no rules there, uh, and it's one of the most uh, old plants that you can find in in the region. 
So here, three brothers, Richard on the left side, my friends, <laughs> he's the winemaker. In the center, uh, well, we have you have a donkey. This is not me. It looks like me, but it's not me. And then you have Marco, who is the uh, in charge of the fields, and Alejandra, she's uh, in charge of what can be exportation, communication. So everybody has his own uh, job inside the the winery. This is really a fantastic place because it's true that there is not a lot of wineries in Rueda who can pretend having this, uh, well, this heritage. We are talking about uh, 200 years of winery. This is the winery of the family, sixth generation uh, worked there during the years. Uh, we are at more or less 20 meters down at 10 degrees all the year. So it's really, really fantastic uh for the biological uh, age wine that we are doing it's fantastic for all the age wines because we don't have any problem with the change of the temperature there inside and uh and it's th th this is the place where finally sleep uh all the old wines that uh that we keep during during like nearly now 200 years we have one wine now we are really proud uh it's called adorado who is a Solera system, and it's a wine from 1894 uh, that we just put on the market three years ago. Uh, at the end of the presentation, I will explain you all the wines, but this one is really interesting because this is what we wanted to show. Uh, how can be the evolution, finally, of the Verdeja in his uh, best moments uh, and do the Verdeja in a natural evolution? can bring us to the taste of the old Solera, the response is yes. Uh, in all the wine that we have, we have mm, five different Verdeja, Verdejo, I will talk about Verdejo because I'm going to be confused after. So in all the Verdejo that we're doing, you really see the evolution from Menade Verdejo to Noso. Noso who has this part of oxidation in the noise to Sobrenatural, who is like, for, for me, 10 years to do this wine because it's, making the wines like before but in a natural way so it's like doing a biological age but without putting any alcohol inside no sulfur inside nearly four years of aging so something really unique this picture just to give you <coughs> uh here is this is what you have to come and visit us i always say we are the we have the the the, the winery open with a lot of wine too it's really really interesting because it's a uh, a fantastic trip uh, from the past to to the present. So let's go with serious stuff. <clears throat> During the um, what, what I told you about the technology, it's true that in the past uh, all the viticulturists and winemakers uh, they only had like the feeling of maybe how can be the weather tomorrow. Uh, how can we uh, finally, how can we react the soil to this or this treatment? So it's true that now we have uh, all this technology who help us. And one, what we try to do in Menade, it's a little bit to take advantage uh, of the technology to serve finally the nature. One of the methods that we are using is uh, to work with uh, extracts of plants infusion and a lot of natural products. Uh, we have a labo laboratory inside the, the winery where we have two people who spend all the day doing a lot of mix of plants. Uh, for example, against the, the mildew last year, we use uh, an ex uh, extract of skin of orange mixed with a lot of plants, and we saw that the reaction was absolutely fantastic. But really because uh, we do a lot of research and, uh, and we know now exactly what the, the plants need. It, finally, we, when, when we talk about a plant, when uh, our vision of the plant is like a human being. So we are always thinking uh, when we have to give a treatment to a plant, how can react a human being with that? So it's true that taking lots of infusions uh, never going to make you sick. Finally, what we try to do is to anticipate all the problems. And this is a little bit our mentality uh, in the field to anticipate absolutely everything. Think that last year, for example, between the month of uh, January and the month of March, 
we had in three months like one year of um, of rain. So we are not used to that. So we had to act and to react quickly. Started working with ozone. It means to disinfect all the field, to prepare the field, to receive the, the, the natural uh, response. The ozone finally is some machine that we have who catch some water. We have some water from the river, some uh, water that we have in the winery and transform the O2 in O3. So in concentrated oxygen. So uh, this helps you finally to be more open, to disinfect, and then we start with uh, the treatment with, uh, with plants. Only thing with the ozone, it's have to be careful because it kills the bad, but it kills the good too. So you really need to know uh, when to do it, how to do it. Think the ozone, uh, the actuation, the time of the ozone, it's 45 seconds. If you have wind, uh, forget, forget about it. Uh, and, um, and we saw that the results were absolutely fantastic. Last year, when the COVID started, uh, we were not like doing uh, pilots at home or bread or uh, <laughs> we were in the winery totally like thinking when we saw, for example, that the solution for humanity was let's go and, in, and put at home uh, the people to not contaminate it. And we saw, oh, it can be interesting with the plants. Just see how people are, how the governments are working with, uh, with the human being, just to see if we can take advantage of that for the plants. So we started to imagine uh, the possibility of, um, of catching and have uh, analyze of a lot of plants and to see if we have one plant stronger, uh, more immune, and to see if extracting a little bit of sap of this plant Maybe we can inject it in plants who have less defense and just to see if it can work. So we started really to isolate some plants uh, and started this chemical natural treatment. We are waiting for the results because it takes time, but we are really positive. So it will be absolutely fantastic uh, to can finally protect and give more defense to a plant with another plant, uh, something that's well, I don't know if somebody did it before, but uh, I think that it's something really interesting to always think about our field in, in this way. Uh, we were talking about the trichoderma. Trichoderma, it's a fungi, it's uh, like mushroom uh, who grows everywhere, no control about it. Uh, one of the techniques that we try now to develop is to create like a fungi that we can really place on the plants in all these holes when we know that we have the, the attacks. Just to see if we uh, hide a little bit these spaces of attack. So maybe the other uh, fungi says, oh, somebody is in my place, so I'm, I, I cannot go there. So it's a natural technique that we try to develop. So in Menade, it's true that working with the drones, because we have some drones who uh, are totally connected with the satellites. So at Every minute, we have all the information about the activity of the soil, the activity uh, of the air, what's happening in our field, so we can really act and react in the place where we need to act, not to make a treatment in a complete hectare if you only have maybe two or three streets or, or ten plants who need some help. And, and this is really, really important for us for the carbon impact, for the nitrogen impact, because People, they talk a lot about the carbon, but it's true that the nitrogen can be a problem now because of the transformation in nutrients and uh, it can really give a lot of disease to the soil. So we start really to, to look for solutions in the, in the roots of the problems. So this is one of the hotel of the insects. So it's, uh, well, it's the best Airbnb <laughs> that you can find in our region. <laughs> so it's made like with, uh, with natural things, natural pro natural products. Uh, it's absolutely incredible to see how uh, the, the insects start really to be totally comfort in their comfort zone uh, in this area. We have some insects that still uh, are still attacking us and the bees cannot like expose them, but we don't want to kill them. So we created like with amber and with some infusions 
uh, well, it's like a, a, a treatment who make the sexual confusion of the insects. So finally, they don't know if they are male, female, and well, they go in the next field where they don't have any bees. So <laughs> they hate us for that. So this is the famous mobile trees. Uh, so interesting to see that it's homemade. Uh, and it's uh, it, it's uh, the, the best way that we find to to can transport uh, all the insects from a place to to another one. This is what I was talking about: satellites, soil sensor, weather station, and all the analysis that we are making now in the in the winery. Uh, it's not just about uh, what we are making today. Finally. What we try to show, because it's true that we started to really uh, enjoy our project four or five years ago, uh, because well, it was complicated, hard uh, in Rueda, who is you have a lot of big brands, uh, you have a lot of volumes. Just to give you like some numbers, Rueda today we are talking about nearly nine, uh, ninety-six millions of Rueda labels. Uh, 170 millions of grape, kilos of grape. Uh, there is some winery producing 40 million bottles, 80 million bottles. Okay, uh, Menade, Menade Verdejo is maybe 500,000. The rest, it's 3,000, 8,000, 10,000, <laughs> 15,000. So it's absolutely nothing. But, uh, but we are proud, really proud because uh, uh, you have to fight more, you have to explain more, but this is, uh, this is what we love to do. So it's, uh, it's, it's never a problem for that. It means that we are a small team and, uh, and it's interesting to see all these contrasts because sometimes when we talk about natural wines, organic wines, and maybe we can stay five hours more talking about the, <laughs> all the difference between natural, organic, biodynamic, I always say biodynamic, when they ask me if we are biodynamic, I say always, I believe in all the religions. This one, no, we are logical. It means that we do the things uh, logically. Uh, natural organic. Uh, yeah, people, when, when you talk about natural wines, the Menade Verdejo, I can say that it's a natural wine because it's got so low sulfites added inside, then sometimes some natural wines, they have more. Uh, it's a big debate. Uh, we can talk a lot about that, but it's true that uh, when we started this project, finally, it's, uh, nobody was understanding why some people wanted to get back to the past if the present gives you a lot of money and of production. And well, now people, they start to understand why we were doing that. This is a data just to see a little bit how we are working. So more about the information written uh, there is just to see that we are really, really behind all the information. There is no information that escaped from uh, our vision. Uh, we are always connected. We have a, an amazing team here in the winery uh, taking care of all this information, Marco and seven person, just to see that for 200 hectares, uh, it's only seven person working in the field, uh, no more person. Uh, Richard is with Anna, they are two in the like one makers. Uh, but then Menade, it's, uh, it's a big family of 30, 30 persons. So we are not so much. <clears throat> Talk about the one, I will change the, I'm good in one, but not in technology. Uh, I will try to, uh, uh, uh. I have another document just to try. I don't know if you can share it directly or, uh, ah, okay. Okay, so just to see about the wine that we are producing. Uh, so this is the Mena de Verdejo. So it's the, it's our brand. It's the one that we produce more. It's 100% uh, Verdejo. Uh, generally it's more or less one month, one month and a half in, in steel tanks. We love the steel tanks. It's not so glamour, but we love to say that we love the steel tanks. All the fermentation that we make in Menade starts in the in the steel tanks. Uh, what what we are talking about the the this natural organic part. I always say all the 
all our wines, even the natural wine that we're producing, we they have clarification and filtration. Obviously, we are happy, but we take showers. Um, it's interesting because the clarification of the wine, we make it with bentonite, uh, the filtration with organic cellulose. We are using 30, more or less 30% less of glass to make the bottles. The paper, it's organic paper. The wax of the label, it's made with organic wax. We're not using chemical products for that. We try to be logical in everything that we are making. So Medade Verdejo, it's really, really one. It's a fantastic one in the sense that it breaks a little bit with the classical, conventional Verdejo taste because we don't add any yeast inside. So when generally in the Verdejo, we, you really have this exotic part uh, with lots of apricots, of pineapple. Uh, here in our wines, we have this herb, uh, this acidity, we have this part of, of minerality, something more uh, green. Uh, and just because finally the wine, it's, uh, it's like the, the food that we are giving to the, to the soil. So we are not doing any makeup to, to our wines really, really slow of sulfites uh, because just to a little bit more of stabilization, but, uh, but nothing on barrel inside. Here we have the, I don't know if you see the, the picture, yeah. The Noso, who is the same grape, the same soil like the Mena de Verdejo, the only difference, Noso, no sulfur addict, three months on the leaves, and malolactic fermentation. Really important to give it all this roundness, uh, this part of uh, like toasted apple in the nose and little bit of oxidation. It's a natural wine that you can drink after four, five, six, seven years without any problem. Because finally the evolution, you have it in the bottle. We know that this bottle, when sometimes we drink the 2014, who was the first uh, vintage, we see that it starts to to be more compact, but he's not losing in the opposite. We start to have a wine who looks like a little bit like an Amontillado. So uh, we start to show and to prove that the evolution of this variety of grape in his more natural way brings us to what was this grape in the, in the origins. I will try to, uh, I don't know if you see it. Or we lose the... Is it okay, Antoinette? Yeah? Okay, so, yeah, okay. So this is La Mission. It's, uh, well, it's the first one that we made in the winery. Before uh, doing uh, the young wines, we started with the prephyloxeric wines because it's the, the grape that we had, the plants that we had. Before the name uh, was V3, uh, because it was Viñas Viejas de Verdeja. And La Mission, the interesting part, it's, uh, first of all, the vinification. Because uh, you have one part who goes in small barrels, one part who goes in big barrels of 5,000, 10,000 liters, and you have one part going in jars, uh, touching the skin and under Velo de Flor. And then it's nearly two years of uh, aging in the bottom. Let's see if you have after. I don't know if you have the... <coughs> yep. So this one, Sauvignon Blanc. Why Sauvignon Blanc? Because uh, 50 years ago, uh, it's true that when you have a hybrid of plants, uh, well, you need some time to have taste. <laughs> so they started to plant some Sauvignon Blanc in this area just because, well, it looks like a little bit uh, like Verdejo. It was cheaper, so they started to mix it a little bit. So it's true that you can still find some wines with like 20% uh, of Sauvignon Blanc and 80% of Verdejo inside. But what we wanted to do, it's really like a Menade Sauvignon Blanc. It means really herbal, not uh, over exaggeration of flavor in the, in the noise, something really, really more mineral. Uh, and it's true that in Spain, it's, it's a bit complicated to find 
good price level quality of Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, and uh, it's true that organic, even worse. So it's, uh, it's uh, interesting because we didn't want it to do like a, uh, a blend, uh, but really to, to show that everyone that we are making has its own signature, his own uh, way to, to, to be here. Here is the sweet Sauvignon. Uh, it's the danger, for me, I always say it's the danger of the wine because it's 10 degrees of alcohol. The bottle is smaller and it's a dangerous wine because you start to drink it and <laughs> you, you finish it quickly. Late harvest, but uh, late harvest, we harvest it generally second week, uh, third week of September. Uh, it's a sweet wine, but with 60 or between 60 and 80 grams of residual sugar per liter. So it's really, really low. Uh, and we have a lot of acidity inside. So it's uh, the freshness comes with the acidity. You have the sweetness, but finally, when you, are, you finish the wine, you even don't know if, what you had. So we, we never do things like everybody. It will be so, so easy. We like to complicate our life. Well, serious stuff. Sobrenatural. Uh, wow, this wine, uh, the production of the first vintage, who was 2014, was 700 bottles. Now we are producing 3,000. This is uh, a natural verdejo with four years of aging. But the thing is, um, what we try to do is to do like the biological aging, but without refreshing and without uh, adding alcohol inside. So the big challenge was there. It means what made Richard on this wine was a little bit uh, over, of, put a lot of oxygen inside the steel tanks just to burn a little bit the grape juice before the fermentation starts. So when the fermentation starts, we already have a wine who had like a um, biological stress inside the steel tanks. So when we the fermentation starts, the wine is, is all already oxidated. So then after nearly 30, 36 months in oak barrels and six in bottles, uh, always at 10 degrees, 11 degrees in, the, in La Seca, we don't have any Velo de Flor, nothing. And uh, we bottled it and then we put it on the market. When you taste it, it looks like a wine from Jura, a wine from Jerez in the noise, but in the mouth, it's something totally different. It's really doing the wines like 100 years ago, but in the Menade way. This is uh, gold, Adorado. So here we go with the origins of the family. This is a Solera of Verdejo and Palomino Fino. 50% of each, this is what we think because we don't have so much information about the wine because we are talking about the Solera who started in 1894. So this wine uh, was uh, during 60, 73 years, was refreshed every year in the pyramidal Solera system uh, until the year of, 70, of 67. In 67, when Antonio Sanz started to plant the Verdejo, he took all these 51 barrels, he put it in La Seca, and he said, I forget about it. 51 years after, uh, we negotiated with him uh, to, to buy all the barrels. So uh, the wine have more than 51 years in barrel. Uh, we just refresh it with 1.5% uh, of young Verdejo, but in a biological oxidation. And uh, this is gold. It's 15.5 degrees of alcohol. It looks like an Amontillado from Jerez, but it's made in the north. So uh, in Jerez, it's true that uh, you have a lot of humi humidity in the soil, inside the soil. We have rain. They have uh, Mediterranean uh, climate. They have winds. They have saltiness. They have the sea. Uh, we don't have nothing of that. So it's interesting to see how the same technique in two different regions can give us two similar wines. Um, and it's interesting when you taste sometimes the Noso, Sobrenatural and Adorado to see how can be finally 
fresh young one, natural, his evolution, who get bring us to Sobrenatural, and the Sobrenatural, we think that in 50 or 60 years will be Adorado, but in a natural way. And we have one red. <laughs> Clandestino. Why Clandestino? Because, uh, well, because we have a lot of projects in the winery, and this one like a clandestine project at the beginning, because we were lucky to have a prephiloxeric uh, vineyard of Tempranillo. So the easy way was to make like everybody uh, barrel, Tempranillo, organic. Okay, one more. So we made a natural uh, Tempranillo made with a hundred ten-year plant. Uh, interesting part: we don't press the grape. It's just uh, we put it in um, in the pressure system, and it's just the, the the weights of the grape who extract the juice. The part of the juice who is not extracted, carbonic maceration, if we need it. It means we always try to vinificate in, in different ways just because we like to balance the wine with the same wine made in another way. So this is a little bit our technique. So this wine, no, bar uh, nothing of barrel, nearly three months in two times, and it's Tempranillo in its most natural animal way. It smells like autumn, it smells like blood, animal, it's something really special. Maybe it's the wine who looks more natural, uh, just because it's different. Finally, it's true that uh, all, all, all people that we are, we are used to, to drink one. I always say it's interesting sometimes, and we have to make this effort, all of us, to drink the, the, all the grapes in a natural way, just to understand really this variety without any makeup, any chemical intervention, because it's the best way to understand really how, uh, how can be this, uh, this grape. And this is a little bit of our, our project. So it's true that uh, what we are looking for finally is just to show that, first of all, nothing is impossible. Uh, in a region really like who, who got a bad image sometimes, uh, we try to show that, yeah, there is another way. Uh, I don't have any idea if we're doing it well or bad. I always say the customer uh, who make us uh, big because uh, we don't have the response. The only thing, it's a uh, young generation. We are really like crazy about what we are doing. Uh, when I was talking with Clint, he, he told me, yeah, maybe it's too late for you. I said, I don't sleep, this is a problem. We never sleep because we are always like thinking and thinking and, and uh, this is the interesting part. It's really to see how much we are able really to, to take advantage of all the technology and bring the nature, which it has to be finally. The human being during lots of years uh, destroyed everything just to, to make money, to make a lot of wine. If it's bad, it's not a problem because people they're drinking, no, maybe sometimes you have to fight. And, uh, and this is what we try to, to show uh, with a lot of humility in Menade. Uh, and it's true that I always say, I, you are all invited to come to visit us because it's interesting to see all the, the, the wine tour that we are doing because you have the, the visit of the old winery drinking directly from the barrels uh, to see the all the, the uh, pollinization garden, the farm, the, the vineyard, and uh, and to drink a lot because I always say we, we, we drink more than we produce. So <laughs> so this is a little bit our our history. I don't know if you have more questions, if there is a, a, a hope so. Well, so you do have a tasting room, correct? Open to the public? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, we have a tasting room. We call it La Cantina. Uh, so the winery is open nearly every day. We always have people come to visit us, even the weekend. Uh, we have a tasting room, uh, and uh, sometimes when the weather is clear, we take all the bottles and we taste it directly in the in the field. It's better. In Menade, we are like home. We are really informal with these things. <laughs> The uh, the tree the tree trucks was pretty interesting to me. I, I asked you when those were those were planted. I've never seen that. It's pretty ingenious. Um, I'm wondering who when did that come up? Was that at like one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> it was at, at three fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> After too much wine. <laughs> yeah. Let's plant no. the trucks. <laughs> no, the the thing it's uh, more than that. It, it's just. Uh, the reflection that we have sometimes it's okay we want to do that 
uh, and we don't want to go to to Amazon to buy some things and to no no we invent the things directly. So it's true that for us the idea was we have the bees here. I have to take them there, and I don't want them to escape. Uh, so let's make their life more comfortable. Uh, let's give them not just a house just to live and a garden, but let, let's bring some animals. But we don't have uh, just a donkey. No, no. We, we started to, to escape. Uh, there is a donkey who is called uh, Burro Zamorano, who is a, a race of donkey that we started to bring back in our region because they are originally from there. So we really want to have this synergy between our biodiversity uh, and uh, all the animals. It's not just like putting some plants. No, no, we want some plants from the region. So it's true that during the, the, the COVID, sometimes we, we had one day, it's, uh, it was funny, we had the viticulture who came to see us and told us if we can help him with some products, chemical products, because uh, no, nobody was bringing nothing in Europe. And he said, and we said, yeah, no problem. You have some basil, you have some tomato, you have some thyme, take what you want <laughs> and make a salad. You think that uh, we don't have anything. <laughs> the only thing that we have is what nature is giving us, bringing us. So the, 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 the trees and all these inventions, finally, yeah, uh, it's just like uh, brainstorming with a glass of wine. So. Mm. What a great, what a great story. I, I love the attention to detail to the insects. I mean, you don't, you don't, I can't think of any estate, even biodynamic practicing or anything like that, that pays that much attention to it. And it's so important to the vineyards. So it's a pretty cool, pretty cool story. Does it snow there? A lot, too much. <laughs> no, no, snow. Think, think that it, it's true that um, uh, from the month of, um, yeah, from the first week of November, until uh, yeah, more or less last week of February, uh, you can have like minus eight, six degrees. Uh, so the, the, the winter, it's really, really hard. So we have lots of snow. Uh, for us, it's not a problem because uh, we know how to, to react. Uh, the only problem that the wineries have now, it's more in the region of Toro, Ribera del Duero, where they have ice <laughs> uh, in the Morsa in the month of March and April. And it's terrible because you start the floration and then you have all the ice like during one week and it's really complicated for them. But it's true that where we are uh, with the years and with the technology and the experience, uh, I'm not going to say that we don't have any more surprises because you always have like some surprises, but we know how to, to act and react. So, uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. And for those uh, watching, that voice came from Clint Sloan, who's the representative from Valkyrie um, on the East Coast. So thank you, Clint, for, for jumping in with your questions. Thank you, Karim, for an excellent rundown on the winery and also the processes uh, that you incorporate. It was an incredible presentation and introduction thank to the. Thank you so much. Do you um, have any final thoughts to say to the group before we say goodnight? The only thing I want to say, everybody, it's hope that everybody is safe, taking care, be careful. Uh, and uh, at the moment that you can travel, I always say, I, 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 I can stay hours, hours talking about Menade because uh, I can tell you a secret. Uh, we have 10 hectares. Uh, and when we dedicated one hectare per new variety. So uh, we know that the climate is changing and we are not waiting to have a disaster to start to think about how can we react. So for example, now we have one hectare of experimental Riesling, Gerustraminer, Godello, Treixadura, Garnacha Blanca. So we have 10 hectares, one hectare per variety of grape that we inject uh, too. Uh, and this is the kind of thing so interesting to see how can taste a natural Riesling uh, with three years of aging with the skin in Caserion. Interesting to see how a Viognier, organic Viognier can uh, um, be in our region. So it's true that Menade, uh, all these things that we are doing where we say uh, you have to come uh, to see us there 
because it's uh, it's a really great experience because we are not this kind of winery that uh, we always say no no you can visit this part but this part no because it's uh, too good no 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 we are everything is open for everybody uh, and uh, what we want is people to leave it from the from the inside and uh, sometimes I also invite other winemakers to come and visit us just to see that I repeat that it's possible uh, we didn't invent nothing it's just like uh, trying to well, to respect what we have and uh, hope that the ones are good. This is <laughs> the goal. Mm -hmm. So if the ones are good, better. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for all the, the efforts uh, you, you make to produce these wines. It's really a pioneering project and it's super cool to be a part of it as a consumer and as a retailer. Um, so just to wrap things up, thank you everyone for joining us today. For those viewing, we so appreciate your interest in these beautiful wines. We encourage you to visit our website calendar at corkandfork.co to view our upcoming wine events with some of the world's greatest producers, such as Bodegas Menade. So thank you again. I'm going to close the meeting for all. Good night. Muchas gracias. Bye-bye. <laughs>